they did to Kentucky. Let's begin now. After hours, Dusty Leggett, 610 Sports Radio. Tuesday evening. Hopefully you're all doing well. Hope you're all having a great afternoon or had a great afternoon, great morning, good day. Probably felt a little weird. Fair to say, right? There's no... um, There's no way to get around this. Um, I just want to give, you know, the opening segment. Just let me give, just let me give my 10 minutes from what we viewed last night. I get it. There's a lot of loyal listeners today. There's a lot of people, um, you know, that probably listen to Bob and Josh and listen to Derek Johnson this morning. Fantastic. If you didn't hear it, be sure to go back and, and check out uh, Derek Johnson's interview with Fesco and, and Kling. Um, Cody and Gold, they give their rendition on everything. Carrington, who you just heard on the drive, I'm sure. And trust me, I promise, we're going to talk Chiefs. We're going to talk Patrick Mahomes. We're going to talk a little KU parlay. Maybe a little bit of a, a future of what's to come in 2023 for this show, for you in general. Um some new developments happening with this show, but but if you if you don't mind, I'd like to give a little bit of insight of what last night kind of meant to me. Maybe there's some of you that can relate to this. Maybe there's some of you that went through the same motions. I think it's kind of nice to, I don't know, envision that I'm sitting in your driver's seat right now as you cruise home or your back seat. Either way, I'm starting my show off tonight with how last night affected me as a viewership fan of football and the sport that we call the NFL. Like many of you, I planned on watching what I thought would be an electrifying game. It 100% started out that way, right? Cincinnati goes down 7-0. Chiefs fans rejoice. Buffalo gets the ball. They march all the way down. They're stopped. It's 7-3. And then the happening of Mar Hamlin and the collapse. And to set up my night, you know, I got some buddies coming over. They're big Chiefs fans. They want to see what the future is going to play out to be. Which I can start by saying you really, you really never, never know. Right? Like my future last night was Smashburger, little bit of football, reaction to a game, rest of the season. No chance. And, you know, you're sitting there and you watch that game, and and I don't know how many times in your life you have those moments where it's a, oh, blank, this is on a whole different scale at this point. And not a lot of times on live TV do we have these moments. 
And this was one of them. I mean, this is one where something happened, and then quickly after that, an extreme dramatic situation happened. Because we all watched what they showed, right? There's no denying that. Pops up, collapses, cardiac arrest. And I'm kind of thinking to myself, like, oh, this reminds me of the Tua situation. Guy stands up, realizes he's not all there, and then collapsed. And then that kind of left my mind once I see Josh Allen, who is a high-profiled, tough guy, quarterback, NFL team leader guy. And, man, he looks as shook as anybody in the stadium. And that's when I kind of looked at my buddies and I said, well, something's really not going well if that's his reaction. Which then that sinks into me. I'm not normally used to seeing an ambulance on the field. And as I'm digesting what's happening, which is an egregious amount of stuff all at once, right? Stefan Diggs' emotions, players' emotions, ambulance on the field, never a good sign. And in a text group, I'm kind of looking up and I'm seeing some guys that used to play in the NFL in this group. And I say, there's no way this game gets played. No way. Not with what we've seen. And it was at that very moment where everybody should have had the same process and the same thought process, I should have said, that this is where the sport no longer matters. This is where nothing else that we do the rest of our night matters other than like checking in on this situation. And trust me, I know there are some of you out there that are rolling your eyes going, man, we get it. Everybody was affected by this. It doesn't matter anymore. We just have to wait and see what the outcome is. Let's move on. I'm sorry you feel that way. But my boss has given me a platform, whether it's at 6 o'clock at night. I can't really choose that time slot. But whether I was on at 6 a.m., 10 a.m., 6, 2 p.m., or 6 p.m., this was already written. And it made me think a lot. You know, here we are thinking way ahead of this evening. All right, well, tomorrow I'm going to get up and do this. Tomorrow I'm going to do that. Just live in the moment, man. And people that don't realize that, and I know there were several people that went to their platform last night, Skip Bayless being some of them. And again, I know that he came out on his show and apologized and sobbed and did his thing. I can't help that man. And maybe he didn't mean what he said, or maybe it was worded bad. But maybe you ought to proofread that before you send it. This is something that I thought, at this moment, everyone would be on the same page. And that was another thing that I realized about last night, that even the dramatics of the situation, even though the seriousness of the situation, still nobody's on the same page. And today, yet, we're still divided with everything that's been brought out, right? Everybody in the NFL changes their avatar to number three and Bill's colors, right? The jersey number. Chiefs decide not to do a media press conference in respect. Mike Tomlin addressed the media in a great way. 
But yet we're still fighting two sides. So it let me know that no matter what, the rest of my life, at least I can look forward to, something like this will never bring everybody fully together. We'll still have division. I get it. Skip Bayless apologized. Good for him. Bart Scott, another reason why. We don't listen to people like that. But the thing is, you learn a lot from these situations. And one thing that was cool is where a lot of people did come together is now he's over $5 million for the Chasing M's donation. That's good to see that there's still that kind of sparking around. It's good to see that people have the, you know, the courage to get out and maybe do something that they're not comfortable with doing. And the good people last night, the Scott Van Pelts, the Lisa Salters, the Ryan Clarks, the Booger McFarlands, they all thrived last night. Because that's a tough situation to be in. It reminded me of how certain people like Josh Vernier was there for you guys when Jordano Ventura is announced dead in the Dominican Republic. Right? Don't expect it to come. Don't expect it to happen. What happens? He races here and gives the best information he can, keep you to date, be a voice. That's what those people did last night on ESPN. And if I can wrap this up and give my two cents on what I believe and myself and what I say is that now maybe there's a little bit more inside the way that I get out of my shows at night. That's why every night when I sign off, I say to you all, Go do something nice for somebody out there because it's a scary, ugly, disgusting world that we live in. It truly is. But, but there is this. There is a way for us as a society to kind of make something that is sometimes and a lot of times ugly, disgusting, and cruel You can kind of gloss it up a bit by just, you know, opening the door for someone at a gas station, letting someone in when the traffic is bad, just be like, hey, go ahead. You don't know what kind of day that person's had. Maybe that little light gesture can change or pivot the way they go the rest of the day. And that's why you see now why I'll tell you at the end of every show, I'll do it tonight. I'll do it tomorrow after the end of my show tomorrow. I'll do it on Friday's episode. I'll do it on Sunday's episode. I promise you. Because I do truly mean it. Because I think it kind of helps. And there's nothing I like more than when someone does a nice gesture for me way out of left field that I don't expect coming. So think about that next time I say it. When we come back, we'll talk about what last night meant, what it could mean for the future, and more on what we have in the NFL and the Kansas City Chiefs. Here on After Hours, I am Dusty Light. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views.
back in on After Hours. Dusty Leggins with you. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening to me for that first segment. I appreciate it. I feel like somebody was wanting to get out there. Um, if you did miss the promotion, 610 is doing another special playoff beer release. Cinder Block Brewery at 6 p.m. Friday, January 13, 2003. Uh, the playoff Pilsner will be released. Uh, or it will be available. I should say, uh, should be a good time. Last time, last time we did it, it was really fun. I uh, got to see a lot of people that listen. Uh, you guys are the people where you people are the ones that matter. Um, you keep us afloat. You keep us, uh, entertained with being entertained. I guess is the best way to say it. In my opinion, um, without any of you, we're not here. Um, because that's kind of what makes us, uh, who we are. So if you want to come out center block brewery on Friday, 6 PM, January 13, 2023, the playoff Pilsner will be available and I'll be doing my show, this show that you're hearing tonight, except it won't be from six to seven, uh, K state coming up at seven o'clock. Uh, we are in uh, pure conference play, man. This is, this is where college basketball gets juicy, right? KU Texas tech tonight. That's where the parlay will be focused. I think well, eight o'clock game, be able to get home, snug up for it. Be good to go. Um, but yeah, you know, thanks again for, um, you know, listening to my spiel about last night. It's just a real eye opener. It's not like many times in life and live TV or live situations where, you know, you, it's as captivating as this, you know, you just don't know, you don't know, man. Um, but what it means going forward, um, what this means going forward, um, there's a lot of rumors, right? There's a lot of people that have ideas. There's a lot of people that have um, theories as to how the NFL handles it. Of course, you hear today that the NFL does not plan to um, resume this game this week. And Albert Breer on Twitter says, these are obviously small things compared to what's happening with DeMar Hamlin, but if Bengals-Bills is decided a no contest, the Bengals would win the AFC North and lock in as the three seed. The Chiefs would be positioned to be the one seed with a win on Saturday versus the Raiders. So, I get it. Um, you know, messy is the situation that we're in, but, but no game is to be played this week. And, um, obviously still the update is that, uh, bill safety, Demar Hamlin is in critical condition after a mid game cardiac arrest, a heartbeat restored on field with CPR after the collapse falling tackle. Um, but you know, a lot of people inquire questions, you know, what happens to the NFL? Like what's, what's next? What's up with this? You know, who, how does this get positioned? Um, what does it mean for the playoffs? I don't know, man. You know, I think that any theory is, is worth inquiring at this point, because I think to say that anyone has any more information than anyone else at this point, um, I think is false. I think that young man is in uh, critical condition, serious condition. And I think there's a lot of things that are being held within for the respect of the individual and his family. 
And obviously, like any gripping story like this one and developing story like this one, when 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 everyone knows, everyone knows, right? And right now, I wouldn't be surprised. Now, this is, again, this is just, I wouldn't be surprised if the Bills played football the rest of the season. And I can hear people, oh, my gosh, seriously, who is it? I'm dead serious. Because of the extremes of what this situation was, I wouldn't be surprised. Right? I mean, like, we don't know what's to come next. We've never seen this type of situation. Um, and would you, like, what would, I mean, I guess nobody's opinion truly, really matters. But, I mean, the way that team looked, and again, not knowing the outcome of this situation. Now, if the outcome comes out and, you know, he's able to, you know, be fully restored, sit up, talk, do something, which I have no idea from the medical perspective of, of when or if that ever happens, then maybe the Bills are like, okay, let's go fight for our guy. But we don't know when that's going to happen. As of now, we know that he's in critical condition after a mid-game cardiac arrest. I'm sure the Bills have no plans of playing football anytime soon. I know that this weekend's games will more than likely be played. And that the NFL has released statements. And that we do have a somewhat explanation from some of what happens if this is ruled no contest. And there's a lot of textures like myself that do believe that they, the bills will play and continue to, you know, represent their guy. Right. Because I think in situations like this, there always is that type of momentum, right? There's the rallying cry. Like he'd want us to keep going. Let's go get it for him. And again, I could see, because I had friends reach out to me and they said, well, what is your expectations? And I would respond to every single person. First off, I have no idea. Second off, if I had to say anything, I would assume this is just me being a person from the outside looking in. I would assume that there's a good chance they play Sunday. And by Sunday, hopefully, hopefully, we've got some sort of explanation on how this young man is doing in the hospital. This man has gotten things back. His, like I said, up talking, everything's good. Then I could see the NFL being like, okay, we're going to play this game on Wednesday night. Back in Cincinnati. And then I would assume everything follows suit or Thursday, Wednesday or Thursday. And that's just my initial guess. But when things like this happen in sports, there's really no clue to say what's happening next. No idea. So if I had to guess, there would be some sort of, you know, Probably a game Sunday. Moving from that to a game on Thursday. But again, who knows? 
Like, I wouldn't be mad. And I know some people would. If some people would be bad if the Bills didn't play their game on Sunday and just were like, you know what? This season's not important to us anymore. Again, I don't think the likelihood of that happening is, is high. But I've never seen anything like this. Like I said, when I watched that last night, I've never seen a guy with that much clout, maybe like a Josh Allen, who's very well known, very well recognized, very well portrayed from the NFL standpoint. And to see him look that shook in that situation, let me think that these guys, at least for the next 48 to 72 hours, could give a rip about football. You can have your opinion. This is one of those things, man. Like, you can have your opinion. If you're on this side of the fence, then then join in. And if you're on the other side where it's like some of these people in the text line, and I don't say it, it's time to, you know, move on. Okay, that's fine. If that's how you feel, you're entitled to your opinion. I'm not going to hide you from that. I'm just saying if I had a theory, I feel like they would play on Saturday or Sunday if if and when – this young man is is back to being somewhat in a state of mind where we can relax and be like, okay, we're going to be all right. I would assume that they would play Sunday, have a turnaround, play Wednesday or Thursday night football. But at this point, I'm also not doubting anything the Bills want to do. If anything, just up to you guys. Things a little bit more important than the game. Uh, speaking of the game, it's time to talk a little bit of Patrick Mahomes. Let's have a little bit of fun with sports talk. I want to bring it out of the somber mood. I want to try to keep things going in a positive direction because that's also a little bit of what I do on this show. So we come back. Patrick Mahomes, man. Um, gear up. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. Back in on After Hours, Dusty Likens with you, 610 Sports Radio. Thanks for tuning in. Um, Chiefs win on Sunday against the Denver Broncos, a little uh, a little closer than, than some might have liked. Again, thanks a lot, Chiefs. You know, that's what a lot of people were saying. I thought it was funny. Uh, I played golf Sunday. Shamrock Hills, before you ask, um, but uh, had a had a guy like, OK, so I don't know how to paint this picture any better. If, if, you, if you know golf, you get golf. Um, so we teed off uh, at the start of the second quarter. I had a game on following it through the through everything I could. And then, you know, obviously score mobile is an app I use as well. And so, like, there's no one behind us. Like, there's not a tee time behind us. In fact, there wasn't one at least booked, which I know anybody can walk on. But anyways, so we play the whole nine. And this is how I knew the the tension of this game on Sunday. And, you know, we played the whole front nine. Nobody behind us. There was a twosome in front of us, but they're playing at just a, a money's pace. And where this guy comes behind us on the 10th hole, and I'm like, man, this is kind of crazy. This guy's already up to, you know, up to us. And I was just a, a threesome on the course. Mine's out of the gutters. And, uh, and um, we're, we're, we're approaching the green. The guy's in the middle of the fairway. It's a par five, nonetheless. And finally, I'm just like, all right, let's just let this guy 
Uh, let's just get this guy ahead of us. Let's just let him go ahead, and, and everything will be fine. And he comes up to the green. And I mean, the guy's wearing, like, flannel pajama pants, a hoodie. No judgment in your game. Um, and I'm like, man, you know, go ahead. He's like, oh, man, I'm just out here jumping from hole to hole, which is terrible golf etiquette. Uh, whoever this guy was just literally paid for his mini to play. And then he was just going to hold a hole. Like, so he'd, he'd play 10, then he'd jump over to eight, then he'd play six and he'd go back down to one. Just not cool, you know, uh, either way. And so I could tell how the game was going from the fan standpoint, because when I go, you know, not a, not a better day, you know, to, to start off the new year, you know, really cliche being that guy, just kind of gimmicky to get him away from us. And he's like, Oh yeah, man, after a game like that, oh, man, they're so screwed. That's what he sounded like. I'm not kidding. I'm not making it up. And I was like, uh oh. You know, we you know, we we go back and you know, I'm thinking to myself, okay, I know the Chiefs were, you know, struggling. I know that it, it was it was getting tense and and I could I could get texts from like family members and 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 people like that. And I'm thinking to myself, like, okay, all right, I got you. I you know, I understand things are a little, you know, 27-24 win. You know, you you do your thing, you're up 13-10 in the first half. And then, you know, you split the second half 50-50. You score seven in the third, seven in the fourth. They get shut out in the third, and they score 14 in the fourth. And it's like another one of those, here we go again. But one thing that I am honestly excited for is when playoff football starts, there is no doubt in my mind that this is going to be one of those playoffs and they're going to happen probably two or three more times where Patrick Mahomes is going to be basically the reason why you're where you're at. And that's not anything bad. Okay. Because we started this whole thing in July in St. Joe. And we kicked off the season with what we considered big, bold takes, I guess, if you could say it. And somebody said, make sure you've got a bold Chiefs take. And my bold Chiefs take this year was that Patrick Mahomes would throw for 4,800 yards and 48 touchdowns and would have a top three year of his career. Again, I don't know if we top his first year as a starter. He'd have to throw 10 touchdowns to tie those touchdowns, to, to match those touchdown totals. Which wouldn't that be great against Vegas? So, and I get it, man. Like, you know, Denver fire Nathaniel Hackett and the record against opposing coaches that had, or teams that had, had started their interim coach was, you know, like 14 and nine or some goofy number like that. 14, 10 now. And, it's interesting when that happens because, you know, rally behind the troops. Hey, let's, you know, let's go out here and, you know, let's, let's make a name for ourselves with, you know, ownership and, and guys that'll see, Hey, how this guy, you know, reacted adversity. Plus there was the Judy and, and Hamler uh, tweets um, throughout the week. And they just ran into Patrick Mahomes. And this season has been 100% a roller coaster. There's been tons of up and downs. We had Ron Kopp on a couple weeks ago on, on, on Arrowhead Pride Radio, the ebbs and flows of this season, how um, 
how you can go from having so much confidence, like the Chiefs leaving the San Francisco 49ers game, like, man, tell you what, that team's going to be, you know, potential NFC championship game team. Like, all right, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, playoff team. No matter how you look at it, they're there. And beat them pretty well. So far, you've swept your division. You've got one game left. It's the last game of the year. And the reason that I think that this team is currently 13-3 and is the play of the quarterback. Now, he didn't throw for 4,800 yards. He threw so far for 5,048. He's averaging eight yards an attempt, 40 touchdown, 12 interceptions. Now, the 12 interceptions are one short of his career high, which was last year with 13. And in his last, what do you want to call him, six games? Seven games? He's thrown five interceptions. And in those five interceptions, three of them came in one game. So a bit of a obscurity there. But he's only had one, two, three, four games all year where he hasn't thrown at least multiple touchdowns. And it just seems like this is one of those years where you see it with these teams that have these specific runs for five to seven years because of talent on their team. It's very rare. Packers had it a little bit with Favre, always in the playoffs, didn't always get to the Super Bowl, right? Brady and the Patriots, they had it. We were very aware of that. Colts, you know, stuff like that where where Peyton Manning just had to be the best. And he was. Or Tom Brady had to be the best, and he was. And now we get to sit back and watch these playoffs. And we get to see if Mahomes can be Superman. Because that's what this whole year has kind of been the subplot of. Right? Mahomes has kind of been the subplot storyline behind this Chiefs season. Like, to me, this would be the season that was taken for granted. Like, if I had to do a sit back and analysis of this entire season right now, this would be the season that I would say was taken for granted from the national perspective. Weren't supposed to be good. Good. Um, Not supposed to win MVP. MVP. Offense takes a step back. Offense takes a step forward. Patrick Mahomes, once again, has won more than 12 games as a starting quarterback in the NFL. Yes, there's a chance Patrick Mahomes will play every game at home in the playoffs. And he's about to win his second MVP in his fifth year as a starter of the NFL and in his sixth year where he didn't even play in his first. Been in the league six years, two MVPs. Never missed the playoffs, never missed the conference championship, and now we have a playoff upcoming where a lot of you – And it's fair, a little bit nervous, right? 
This is a long story. Just like every single year, a season in football is a long story. And as you get thinner and thinner within the book of the season, the anxiety starts to tick. How's it going to end? Certain storylines are coming to an end. Okay, main character, end of story, epilogue, here we go. And that is the same to be true with the way the season ends and where the playoffs begin. You could have lost that game to Denver yesterday. You didn't. Would the city have been upset? Probably. More than likely. Would there have been people that have said, well, this team's screwed in the playoffs? 100%. And the reason for some of these reactions is, I think, because a little bit is curable, right? Like the interception Mahomes threw in the first quarter in the end zone. He knew it. I'm not worried about it. He, you know, gosh, dog it. Didn't mean to do that. Those are things that don't worry me. That might worry some others. Now, I understand but Dusty, if he does that in the playoffs, what then? Yes, stipulations are a little bit higher, a little bit thinner, a little more tense. I get it. I understand it. Trust me. No room for error. Tell this to a Kansas basketball fan. Regular season, they lost Oklahoma State on Saturday. Eh, that's all right. They'll go 25-6. and six, And once it gets to March, then we get tense. Because that's what good teams are about. And I really, truly think that we're about to see a Superman style of quarterback from Patrick Mahomes moving into the playoffs. I'm not saying that it's Tupac, all eyes on me, team on my back. Drew Locke, you know, celebration, Eric Hosmer celebration. I got this, but I think he's ready for it. Because this feels like it's the Patrick Mahomes season, right? His first year MVP season as a quarterback as a starting of the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, he was bigger than everything. But it was kind of like, I'm just leaning on my guns. Andy Reid, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, all these guys around me. You know, good coaches, good players. And then it was next year, next year, next year. And now it's this year. No Tyreek Hill. The national narrative was, what's he going to do now? Oh, no, we've never seen him like this. And he went out there and he proved everybody wrong. And now we're getting this motion towards, well, here they are again. They got a chance to go 14 and three or 13 and four. Either way, how you doing over betters on total wins. But not only that, now we're in a situation where we might get to sit back and watch one of the best individuals that's ever played the position at one of the highest level this sport's ever been, and then what? Then the entire league runs for the hills because it's like, oh, God, that guy's 27 years old, and he's got two Super Bowl rings, two Super Bowl MVPs, two league MVPs, one offensive player of the year, and one hell of a model American. That's a Ace Ventura throw, but... Uh, That's kind of where I'm at. Set the world on fire, Patrick Mahomes, and let the whole world watch you burn it down. Because that's what these playoffs could be. That's the feel I get. Because even if you want to admit it or not, Patrick Mahomes on Sunday, 29 of 42, he had a 69.5 completion percentage, 
He had a quarterback rating of 106.1. And he threw three touchdowns and one, one interception that was a mistake on his own. He knew exactly what he did, and he probably won't do it again. But 29 of 42, 328, three touchdowns, one interception. It's play like that. The, yeah, it might be 27-24, but it's 27-24 in your favor because of 15. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. Remember, 610 is doing another special playoff beer release, Cinder Block Brewing, at 6 p.m. on Friday, January 13th, 2023. Playoff Pilsner will be available. I'll be available via entertainment, maybe, if you find what I do entertaining. But I'll be there from 6 to 9. It starts at 6 o'clock. I'll be doing after hours. I'm going to do my best to talk sports, but as many people, personalities, and fans that will be there, we might just we might just put a mic on the table and have a conversation. We'll do our best to stay focused. I mean, I can barely do that in a studio full of glass. You know what I mean? So... Uh, we hope to see you out there. Uh, be a, it's, it's a good time, man. It really is. Uh, this is from Josh Reed. I believe Josh Reed is. Um, this is WIVB Sports Director Murrow Emmy Winner. Um, at for Josh Reed on Twitter. It says, just spoke to DeMar Hamlin's uncle. This is via 546 p.m. Just spoke with DeMar Hamlin's uncle. DeMar was originally on 100% oxygen and is now down to 50%. Says the family is hanging in there. He thanked Bills fans and Bengals fans and asked for continued prayers. So you've got to think that that is uh, a good sign that he's, you know, only on 50% instead of 100. Um, but uh, updates is as, as many as I can get, as many as I can come across. Um, but that was... Uh, the best I had. Uh, speaking of updates, I know some of you like to know how much of a scumbag I am. And that is, uh, we do have a parlay tonight if you want to jump on board. Uh, we're taking Kansas money line and the under of 141 and a half. Plus 12 for Kevin Aminar for uh, Texas Tech. Jalen Wilson, 16 plus. Grady Dick, 12 and a half over. That is a plus 850. You bet 10 on that bad boy, you win 95. You want to jump on the train with your boy? Let's get after it. Um, so I do want to talk a little bit about uh, practice today. Obviously, there's no media availability due to the respects to the Bills and uh, the injured young man in last night's game. But according to James Palmer, the Chiefs suffered three injuries on Sunday and have a short week playing on Saturday. Joe Tooney. Ankle was limited in practice. Sky Moore hand and luxurious need hip uh, did not practice today. That according to James Palmer. And then our guy, Pete Sweeney, who you'll hear tomorrow night at six o'clock on Arrowhead pride radio. Uh, Pete Sweeney said this today that they spotted McCall Hardman and left guard, Joe Tooney warming up uh, at the brief chiefs media. Look, Sky Moore was watching, but not participating and no cornerback Legereus need on the practice field. So a bit of um, a bugaboo there as the uh, Chiefs 
uh, get struck with an injury bug against the Denver Broncos in key positions, right? LeJerry Sneed, Sky Moore. Uh, Sky Moore kind of looks like he's kind of figured it out a little bit more and more each week. It's been fun watching that guy um, continue to get better at the position of wide receiver and be a reliable slot option. And, of course, the one thing that I've been waiting for and the one thing that I've been hoping for is to see McCole Hardman, Canarius Tony, and Sky Moore all be on the field at one time and just see what that squiggle line drawing can look like from Andy Reid. Because I do think that that could be something very, very scary in the future. McCole Hardman missing a lot of this season, almost a third of it, if not more than a third of the season. I don't feel like his market will be very high. Now, the NFL is also based on potential and what teams see and, and also what they're willing to spend on that might be a couple of teams out there that are willing to spend more than the Chiefs are. Because he is an unrestricted free agent. The Chiefs did not pick up an option. Or maybe they did. And I'm just not remembering this right. But either way, McCall Hardman, an unrestricted free agent. Um, but maybe he wants to stay here. Maybe he likes his his odds more with Patrick Mahomes than he does with anybody else. And uh, if that is the case, then, then there's a good chance that McCall Hardman uh, can continue to be a part of this offense. But I think what's good with those three guys running things is that you have different speeds and different sizes, but everything is fast and elite, right? Like McCole Hardman, we know what he is. There's no need to explain what what he can be. And and him being back on the practice field is we've seen it already since he's been in and out, but it's still, it's, it's one of those things that, you know, you kind of, you think about, and then, uh, you know, maybe there's, maybe this is the week where it's like, all right, Get after it. You know, Sky Moore might miss. He wasn't at practice today. He got a short week, so everything just expedited one day. This is really a, a Wednesday practice. Tomorrow will be basically a Thursday, and, and you get it the rest of the way. But seeing those guys line up in the slot in the red zone, two on one side, one on the other, or hell, put three in a bunch on the left side, um, it gets real scary. It gets real unpredictable, and, and it could be fun for this Kansas City offense that even it sometimes struggles to get third and one. I don't get it, man. I got third one, impossible. Third and thirteen, no sweat. But that was what was for practice today. Again, a really short and show you of K State coming up tonight at seven o'clock pregame. Uh, they'll play at eight. Uh, but again, last night, man, uh, last night more important than the game. Uh, today, a little bit more important than the game, right? Like, like again, hats off to Booger McFarland, Lisa Salters. Scott Van Pelt, Ryan Clark, Booger McFarland, guys like that, man, absolutely nailed it, right? That's how you use your platform. Be insightful, be trusting, compassionate, and just humanize yourself, right? Nobody in there in their right mind had ever seen anything like that. And, you know, we give the update. Uh, that young man has, has gone from using 100% oxygen to 50, Right? So a positive, and, and that, that is according to the uncle um, of Hamlin and, and, and continued prayers and thoughts and, and whatever it is you do to, to kind of help people through their struggles. But again, last night was one of those examples, man, that, A, you don't really know what's coming, right? Like, we have no idea. But the best thing we can do is be prepared. I think one thing that I learned from that that I think I really will, I really will, I can't talk, that I really will follow through on is I think it's time for me to learn CPR. I'm dead serious, man. Like, I think, I think I need to learn it. I know it's a laughing matter in the office. I know that there are techniques to it. But why not? I should probably learn that. Because I don't know what happened if I saw my friend or my buddy 
right there fall and I couldn't do anything about it. I'd feel a little, you know, I'd feel a little deflated. But again, now maybe you guys all understand why we in this show the way we in this show. And, uh, you know, I, I, I appreciate you guys listening. I appreciate you guys, uh, you know, going through my opening monologue. It is, you know, maybe not for everybody, um, but I appreciate it. Let's begin now. And maybe now you've got a little bit more clear idea of why at the end of every show I ended this way. I want you all to go out there and do something nice for somebody. We live in a mad, ugly, cruel, unknowing world out there. And the slightest little good vibe or good deed you can do can maybe put a rift in all of that. By the way, the beat music is a good day. So tomorrow, go out there, smile, enjoy life, do something nice for somebody, and have a good day. I'm Dusty Likens. It's After Hours. Good night, Kansas City. to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. We ask a